This podcast is brought to you by BankInfoSecurity.com. BankInfoSecurity.com is your source for the news and views shaping security and risk management within the finance space. From the point of sale to self-service gas pumps, skimming devices are compromising countless credit and debit cards on a daily basis. So what is the industry doing to fight back? Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. Today we hear from Gray Taylor, a security and compliance expert for NACS, the National Association of Convenience Stores, who shares his insights about steps retailers are taking to fight escalating skimming trends. Gray, skimming at pay-at-the-pump gas terminals has garnered a great deal of media attention over the last 18 to 24 months. What can you tell us about pay-at-the-pump skimming and the impact it's having on the petrol and sea store markets? Yeah, it's, it's, it's been an interesting phenomenon, and I think it really rises uh, as a result of uh, large firms and large retailers uh, locking down their systems and reducing their, their risk to data breach from the, the backdoor sources like the Internet and, and other compromises that were so famous a couple of years ago. And, and I think what's happened is, is that um, with those security measures going in, in, into place, where the retail community is forcing these gangs to, to move downstream into more high-contact types of uh, events where they can collect card data. And what they're targeting, of course, is the, under, uh, the unattended terminals. Uh, the two most popular unintended terminals that uh, you might imagine are the gas pump and an ATM. Uh, but of course, you know, there's certainly there are unintended terminals for transportation, transit, and so forth. So I think what's happening is these gangs are saying, look, you know, we've got this established pipeline in place where good valid card numbers can be bought and we can sell them over the internet. Now, how do we, how do we accumulate all these card numbers? And so by targeting these gasoline pumps or the ATMs, uh, you know, they're finding at least uh, some stream or trickle of card numbers that they can uh, then put on the, uh, the Internet to, to sell. And what they do is they're, they're, they're highly organized, and they're centralized from uh, Central European uh, nations. And what they have is they have uh, confederates who are will go and roam what I call the interstate corridors and will target a, a, a metropolitan area in a given time. We certainly saw that in Las Vegas about 18 months ago. We saw that in Salt Lake City a little over a year ago. Um, most recently, we saw an event pop up in um, uh, in Jacksonville, Florida, where, uh, again, the, the, the gangs would come in and they would open up uh, fuel dispensers and they would put skimming devices on there. So this has caused a great deal of consternation within 145,000 convenience stores that are, that are in, in uh, the market because... If you think about a convenience store, um, most of our customers are habitual, loyal customers, and to have a customer's card information breached is really a breach of that customer merchant uh, confidentiality and trust. And so, Gray, what steps are merchants taking generally to help combat some of these skimming trends? Well, you know, the, the interesting thing, too, is, is, is when you look at these skimmers that are getting pulled out of pumps and, and ATMs, and they're highly ingenious. And, and so our, our first attempt was to, you know, identify the skimming devices. And, and that's kind of like saying, you know, identifying cell phones. I mean, uh, you don't know what you're looking at. And so what we've really done as merchants is we've moved back and we said, look, the only things I can do is control access and know when unauthorized access has been made to the fuel pump. Uh, unlike ATMs where the ATMs can tend to be overlays, uh, which make it very difficult for a consumer to, to see the difference. Um, what we're instructing and what, the, and what the merchants are doing is, A, they're changing the locks on their dispensers. 
Um, the older dispensers that came out all had the same lock. At one point, I had three keys in my desk that could have opened every dispenser in the United States. And so the first thing is, is you change the lock from your dispenser. The second thing is, is you put security tape over all of the critical uh, joints in the openings of your dispenser. And you have to go and you have to daily inspect. Um, if those, if those, uh, that security tape has been tampered with or, or broken, you have to shut down that dispenser. So it's really restrict access and notice when somebody's gone in and uh, had access to that device. Now, I think it's interesting that you noted universal keys. Of course, that was something that we saw plaguing the ATM industry about a decade ago. So I'd like to ask you, Gary, what role do manufacturers of enclosures for self-service gas pumps play when it comes to fighting skimming? Well, you know, having been a, a, I've worked at two gas pump manufacturers in my in my history, and and that debate has always come up. First thing is is that uh, way back when, before before skinning was really prevalent, uh, it wasn't a big issue. And as retailers uh, were looking to reduce the cost of the capital goods um, and to keep them the, the usage and the maintenance simple, they said, "Look, just give me the same key so I can you know open up that pump and I can change the paper and, and do those sorts of things." So demand from the retailer community back in the 90s uh, was, "I just want a universal key." Now, mind you, gasoline pumps tend to have a 15-year usable life. Um, so there's a lot of older gas pumps out there that still have those those individual the, the universal key. So the um, uh, so that was number one. Number two was um, we've also gotten some pushback from the fire marshals in in some uh, communities where they like the idea of having a universal key so that they can get into a fuel dispenser. We've had some merchants who were told they're not allowed to rekey their dispenser. Uh, that being said, rekeying your dispenser is about a $250 to $300 uh, exercise per site, and we're finding uh, that uh, our guys are doing that in droves now. It's just one of the simplest ways to keep people out of your dispenser. Now, you noted that card skimming, of course, is a problem not just at pay at the pump terminals, but at ATMs as well as points of sale. How do you see these trends affecting merchants when it comes to ATMs, points of sale, and pay at the pump? You know, it, 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 I think that I think the bottom line is this: if you own and operate, or own or operate uh, any type of unattended ter- uh, device that is taking your customer's card information, and especially if it's taking somebody's PIN information, you owe your customers uh, a daily inspection of that device to make sure that an overlay on your your ATM has not been placed, uh, or that uh, somebody hasn't accessed the uh, the electronics cabinet of your dispenser. Um, there's nothing that can replace looking at those devices once a day. And banks have implemented that same procedure. Um, you know, they now have their people who are going in and, and recaching ATMs. They train them to look over the ATMs very carefully to make sure there's no pinhole cameras and, and skimmers that have been attached. And how is Max helping merchants address some of these growing skimming trends? Well, what we did first of all was was we we, we brought the industry. You know, the, the industry. If we didn't publicize this on a national front, most of the skimming events get publicized in local newspapers. And, and trust me, I've also been a merchant. And, and the last thing you want to see is your store in a picture under a, under a byline that says, you know, a uh, thousand customers' cards were skimmed at this store. So what we did is we took all of those local stories and we brought them to national attention. We, we reported on ourselves. And the whole idea was to say, look, you know, you might be wiping your brow because you didn't get skimmed because you're up in Detroit, Michigan, and the skim was out in, in uh, Las Vegas. But make no mistake about it. If you have an interstate running near your store, they're going to come over and they're going to attempt to skim your dispensers. 
So that was the first thing, is make people aware that, that just because you haven't been skimmed doesn't mean you're not going to be. And then the next thing was, is was to educate the industry on not being an expert, but just being vigilant. And by changing the locks, putting that security tape on there. And so one of the things that we did besides we came out with uh, the Trillium Convenience Alliance for Technology Standards came out with two guides. One was how to secure your dispensers. And we actually had the two major dispenser companies, Dresser Wayne, uh, GE Wayne now, and Gil Barco Vita Root, uh, help us with this guide. And it helps us to lock down their dispensers. And then the second guide was how to inspect your fuel island for the possibility and the presence of skimmers. And that was spearheaded by uh, Fenex, uh, a large uh, towing company out in the Midwest. So we released those two written documents. And then the last thing that we did is we came up with a simple 10-minute video. And uh, Jeff Miller, our then chairman of Max, uh, narrated the video and brought to the intention that, you know, what we're going to show you, and this is available on download, is we're going to show you how to secure and how to inspect your, your dispensers, and you owe it to your customers to do it. So that's been our mantra going forward is we owe it to our customers to do this, and here are the simple steps that you can take to secure your dispensers and not be a victim. And then what about as we move beyond skimming, are there other parts of the payments chain where you see merchants struggling from a security compliance perspective? And I guess I'm asking about some of the connectivity and perhaps wireless issues that you mentioned earlier. Well, I'd say, you know, um, my, my feeling is, and, and, and a lot of merchants share this feeling, but, you know, we're spending billions of dollars every year, the merchants, trying to, to fix a broken system. Um, and, and at some point, it's kind of like owning a, a you know, a, a fixer-upper house that just won't get fixed up. Uh, at some point, we have to make the choice that this thing just can't get fixed and it needs to be revamped. And I think we're getting to that stage. But, you know, the, the, the Achilles heel of the payment system right now is the mag stripe. And because the mag stripe is there, and because the mag stripe track two data can be used to buy things online, now we have to secure this entire data system around it, which over the last 20 years, and as the internet has, has, has grown in its use at, uh, at retail, you know, we've made these wonderfully connected systems that now have to be totally disconnected because we have card data going over them, and because the card data doesn't necessarily need to have an electronic signature. Um, so it's a broken system. Um, and so when you look at a level four merchant, you look at a guy who, you know, may own one or two restaurants or convenience stores, you know, you look at the FAQ, uh, the self-assessment questionnaire that comes out of PCI, and it's kind of like running the 1040 long form uh, without benefit of a calculator. Uh, these guys are throwing up their hands and saying, I don't understand what they want me to do, uh, let alone, you know, all of the ongoing things. I mean, if, if you had wireless as your location, or, or even if you don't, and, and technically speaking, you have to go scan for rogue wireless devices at your store. My guys wouldn't know how to, you know, uh, scan for rogue devices. So they have to hire professionals. And our estimate is that uh, convenience stores are, are spending about $9,200 a year to protect the MagStripe unauthenticated system that we have in place today, which is just antiquated by any other foreign country standard. This is the end of the first part of a two-part interview with Gray Taylor of Nax. Please be sure to check back for part two when Gray discusses consequences of a U.S. move to EMV, how financial institutions as card issuers and merchants can collaborate to fight skimming trends, and steps vendors and organizations like the PCI Security Standards Council can take to assist merchants in the fight for stronger card security. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kidd. This podcast has been brought to you by BankInfoSecurity.com. 
For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.bankinfosecurity.com.